Welcome back to Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be furthering our discussion on the Spirit. All right. Well, uh, Dylan, I know last week you had some things that you wanted to share. Yes, yeah. You weren't quite able to because I was so long-winded. (laughs) Well, uh, I think that's the great thing is that when we're talking about the Spirit, there's so many good things to talk about. And so, um, yeah, we decided to do, you know, uh, two different recordings, uh, two different episodes of this. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to let you do most of the talking today. All right. I think the listeners can probably hear I'm a little gravelly, a little scratchy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Got a, had a little bit of a sore throat yesterday and day before and still recovering from that. But we just need to get a a fancy audio guy to come in and clean up all of that stuff. And if only we had one of those. And make us sound really nice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'll ever sound that nice, but you know. That's all right. So anyway, where where are you wanting to where you want to take us? Well, uh, so talking about the spirit, the first thing that came to mind, um, and and again, this is a continuation of the uh, now that you're a Christian study. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of we talked about last week. Um, you focused on really how the spirit works in your life, uh, what he does for you. You know, we we talked about how he intercedes on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to pick up from there and, and yep. talk about how. Well, He's working in our lives. What, what he's, what is the spirit doing? Yeah. Um, and so my first thought went to Ephesians chapter three. And, um, I know I've shared this multiple times here on the podcast before. It is one of my favorite, um, devotional thoughts, if you want to call it, um, just really breaking down of scripture, um, and, and seeing how scripture ties in together. If I'm ever asked to do a devotional thought or anything, this is my go-to. This is the, uh, the quick scripture that I can just pick up and I can talk about it's, it's just so fascinating to me. And it it really is energizing when I really read this. So anyways, without further ado, Ephesians chapter three, I'm going to start uh, reading in verse 14. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus and he says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. I want you to pay attention to that because that's where we see the first mention of the spirit in this passage is, um, is that he is strengthening us with power. Uh, that's what the, the spirit of God is, is doing in this instance, in this passage is that he's strengthening us with power. Um, and there's a lot of other good stuff, but go ahead and, and fast, da- fast forward down, uh, to verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, and I love that phrasing, far more abundantly than all that we can, than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's, it's so just kind of, you know, it puts a smile on my face, energizes me, makes me excited when I read that, that, to him who is able to do, to, to God, because he is able to do far more than we can ask or think. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I can, I can ask God for a lot of stuff. I can imagine, I can think about some really incredible things to be accomplished within the church. Um, I, I always ask people when I'm talking through this, you know, um, what, what would be just an outrageous number of people that, that your congregation could could baptize, could add to the church this year, 
you know, we're, we're kind of winding down this year. We're in November now. Um, if you could, could think of like, man, if for the youth group, for instance, yeah. we've seen a lot of growth in the yeah. youth group here at Keller over the past really year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. I, I think the group has grown probably by 30 kids and that's not really a, and yeah, that's, a, that's not accurate. preacher count. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> well, would it be more than you could imagine if the youth group grew to more than a, a hundred kids next year? That would be more than I can imagine right now. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, like, you know, you can imagine the number 100, but when yeah. you actually think about it physically, adding another hundred kids to any Bible class or devotional that you do. Yeah. Like that's, that's to the point where you're like, I, I actually cannot imagine that. Yeah. I, I cannot even fathom what that might look like, what that might look like, the energy that would be involved with that. Yeah. It's a lot of families, a lot of kids. A lot of young families. Yeah, because all of those kids in the youth group also have younger kids yeah. uh, or, or ha- have younger siblings going yeah. to the kids' classes. So, But I want to read verse 20 again with that in mind. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. That just puts it in a totally different different instance because it's like it. it's just – it blows my mind that I'm like – God is really that powerful to do more than we can can even imagine. Yeah. Um, but here here's the here's the kicker. According to the power at work within us. Yeah. Well, we saw back in verse fourteen and fifteen what. Uh, well, in, in verse sixteen, what that power is. It's the spirit. Yeah. According to the power that is at work within us, is how God is going to accomplish that. It's not Chris's power. It's not Dylan's power. It's yeah. not even any of the, the teens or elders or, or uh, members that are here right now at Keller. Yeah. It's according to the power of God at work within us. Now, that's another important part because yes. you have to ask the question, is the spirit working in my life? Yeah. And um, I, I know you have a comment, but I have one more thing, but, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, when, you, when you ask the question, is the spirit working in my life? It's a really easy test. What kind of fruit is being born from your life? Yeah. And what kind of fruit does the spirit bear? Yeah. You know, we sing the song with the little kids, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not a coconut. It's not a coconut. It's not a banana. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. That's the fruit that the spirit bears. Yeah. What kind of fruit is being born from your life? And is that the same fruit as the spirit? And, and if so, then... Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or imagine. Yeah. That that's why it, it excites me because I know that God is powerful and I know that that through the power of His Spirit He can do some awesome things if we let that Spirit work in our lives. So, what was your thought? Well, I think there's a couple things that that go along with that, and I really just want to touch on one. But the idea that the Spirit is at work within us. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that we have to, we get to sit on our couch and the spirit does all the work. Exactly. We still have to do something. Yeah. It's not a work around us. No, no, it's, it's, it's a work through us. It's yes. With us. And yeah. you know, that, that, so there is a certain degree of, I have done something, you have done something, you know, yeah. our elders have done something, but it's not us that's doing it. Yeah. It's the spirit that's using us. Cause we can be as active and as busy as much as we want, but if the spirit isn't working through us, it's not going to accomplish. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I think we need to be able to understand that 
that we do play a part in this. Yeah. We do play a part. Just as James talks throughout, I know James is one of your favorite books. Yeah. James chapter one, um, or maybe it's chapter two. Don't just, chapter, no, it's chapter one. Yeah. Uh, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. Yeah. Um, we have to be active. We have to be doing something. I think it's chapter one, verse 20 through the end of the chapter um, or somewhere around there. Um, but it's what well, we can't just be sitting on our hands. We have to uh, have to be active. And, and show that's me your, when show this, me your faith. Yeah, show me your works. That's chapter two. Yeah, that's that's in chapter two. two. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the doers of the word is chapter one. Yeah, so, you know, just just the idea that, I don't know, I I feel like there's a lot of people that assume the Spirit's going to do something. They assume that somebody else is going to handle it. Somebody else Mm -hmm. is going to do it. They don't have to do anything. And the reality is, is if if we are doing something, if we are active in the church— the Spirit's going to be with us, mm-hmm. right? And if we're not active in the church, are we? Are we really? We really have the Spirit, you know. I, yeah. I, I was, I was talking with somebody earlier today, and talking about evangelism, which we we had a, a discussion about this a couple of weeks ago. But uh, the idea I presented to him is just a thought to get him thinking. And the thought was this: is if you're not evangelizing, are you really a Christian? Mm. Well, if well, that, not, that goes hand in hand with the doing and yes. uh, works without faith, and exactly. or I mean, faith without works. And, and yeah, if you're not if you're not working for Christ, if you're not showing, if you're not producing the fruit, is the Spirit within you? Yeah. Well, I believe that's Matthew seven. Also, yeah. Jesus said, "Not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but he who does the will of my Father." Yeah. Uh, if you're not doing something with your faith, or if you're just sitting on your pew, or even sitting at home nowadays. Uh, and crying out, Lord, Lord, when he comes back, yeah, Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. I don't know you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you and, didn't and come think, and visit me when I was in prison. You didn't clothe me when I was naked. You didn't feed me when I was hungry. Yeah. That's um, such a terrifying thought, depending on what side you're standing on. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I really do everything I can to make sure that I'm standing on the right side. Yeah. And... It, it blows my mind, the apathy that some have, you know? Yeah. And, and I, you know, here we kind of just get to talk about it and call it like it is, but there are definitely some apathetic people. And Oh, well, 100%. And, and I mean, I don't think it's being judgmental or... I, it's just calling it like it is. Yeah. Uh, th- th- there is any kind of problem that you can think of it's gonna exist as long as we're in this physical world and lord come quickly because i absolutely despise that but but there's hypocrisy there is apathy there is um there's anger and hatred um which it's a it's a shame to be honest because people who profess christ should have nothing to do with the world but just as paul really explains his struggle uh, with being in the flesh in Romans chapter seven. It's yeah. not the things that I want to do that I end up doing, but it's the things that I don't, that I don't want to do that I do. Yeah. Um, in other words, I am here in the flesh and I don't want to be, Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be um, having to deal with this world and, and the prince of this world. Yeah. Um, well, and, the reality is, is going back to our discussion of the spirit, right? Is yeah, if we don't do anything, the spirit's just not going to be with us. Yeah, and then all those yeah. things that we can imagine, all those things that we can think about, all those things that we want to do are just not going to get done because we're not being active. And so, mm-hmm. well, th- think about some of those fruit. 
love you got to be active in order to yeah. to love people uh love joy I mean, I guess you can be joyful from your couch. Love well, joy. Joyful, joyful comes from a knowledge, and the knowledge comes from an understanding, and the understanding comes from having learned, yeah. which requires doing. Exactly. So yeah. joy does not come just by simply having your Bible yeah. and your pen and, and, and peace. On it. Peace is the same way. You know, um, the peace is what people need now more than anything, um, and peace only comes from Christ. And and you really only understand that if you have you know have the knowledge and understanding that comes from study, just like with joy. So I mean, we could walk through each of those, but they. All show a an activity. A, yeah, but active. being active and not passive. Yes, but, and the same is true with Hebrews eleven, right? The Hall of Faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it doesn't matter where you go in Scripture, and this is something that I, I try and impart because I, I have a closer relationship with the teens, right? And so mm-hmm. I try and impart to them that your faith needs to be active. Yeah, if, if you're not doing things with your faith, even the you demons don't really believe. have faith. Yeah. Even the demons believe and yeah. they shudder. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you you look at the, the first century Christians, right? I mean, they were beaten. They were martyred. Mm-hmm. They were thrown in Colosseums. They, all of these things. And they could not stop talking. I mean, and Peter and uh, it was John, right? They, they get beaten in a synagogue and they go back and rejoice that they were yeah. worthy to suffer. Yeah. Paul himself in Philippians 3 verse, verse 10 wants to be able to suffer like Christ did. I want to sh- he wants to share in the sufferings of Christ. Yeah. And today, dude, we don't even want to go across the street to talk to our neighbor about Christ. So I was I was having a conversation, and I can't remember if I sh- have shared this on here or um, somewhere else because I've shared this a couple of times, but it was a few weeks ago in class on Wednesday night. Um, I was asking the question, you know, why why do we see such drastic differences between the way that the first century church was really like a family mm-hmm. and us today. When we read through Acts, the, the church in the first century literally did life together. And and I know people use like the word literally out of context when they don't actually mean literally, but they literally, literally <laughs> did life together. Yeah, had all things in common. They had all things in common. It was every single day they were coming together to fellowship. Every single day they were coming together to hear the apostles teaching. Every single day. They did life together. Yep. And so I was asking folks in class, I was like, well, why do we see such a drastic difference from the way that the first century church was a family yeah. and versus us today? We call each other brothers and sisters and, and we are the family of God. But we treat each other like third cousins twice removed. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we treat each other truly like brothers and sisters? And so I asked that question and one of the older guys in class raised his hand and he said, you know, I wonder if we don't truly believe that Christ is coming back in our lifetime. Yeah. The folks in the first century. They genuinely thought it. They genuinely thought Jesus just ascended. He's going to be back next year. Yeah. Or even next month. Yeah. They genuinely thought that Christ was with 100% certainty that Christ was coming back in their lifetime. We say that. Yeah. That, yeah, Christ could come back at any time. But, you know, actions speak a whole lot louder than words. Yeah. And are your actions sh- are, are your actions saying that that you believe that? So um, I kind of want to move on to my next thought about the Spirit. Um, so in chapter 4, and we're going to be in Ephesians this whole time, I got a thought from chapter 3 that I just shared, a thought from chapter 4, and then a thought from chapter 5. Sweet. So. Um, Ephesians chapter four, and this is where our theme for this past year has come from. Um, 
we've mentioned it multiple times on here. Our theme here at Keller Church of Christ has been one from Ephesians chapter four, verses four through six. Um, but I want to read verses uh, one through three before we get to chapter four, uh, before we get to verse four. Um, it says Ephesians chapter four, verse one, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And then verse four, there is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. That unity of the spirit in verse three, mm-hmm. that's really, really cool there because we're, we're talking, you know, now that you're a Christian, uh, is the kind of the topic, uh, what does the, the spirit do? You know, yeah. well, what is the spirit? How does he work? Um, Man, the spirit brings unity. Yeah. And I think it's really evident when you see a congregation or you see individuals that struggle with unity. Man, the answer's right here. Mm-hmm. Brother, you need the spirit. Brother, you need to you need to be focusing on the spirit more than you need to be focusing on problems. Brother, you need to you need to be focusing on on how the spirit is working in your life, brother, you need to be focusing on the fruit that the spirit bears and making sure that your fruit, the, that you're bearing in your life is, is the same as the spirit. If, if there's ever any problem about hatred or anger or lack of unity or division of any kind, we need to be focused on the, we, we need to focus more on the spirit. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind whenever I hear about church splits and, and I know that there's always layers to yeah. that. Um, it never just happens it, one day. It never just happens one day that like people just stand up and walk out. But it, it is it a case somewhere. It, it yeah, it started somewhere, and it is a case of people being selfish. Quite honest. Well, in the the last part of that that third verse, there right is you got the unity of the spirit, but it's in the bond of peace. Yeah. And a bond is just something that brings people together, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about a U.S. Treasury bond, that's a little different. <laughs> but you know, a, a bond is something that Being you share together. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're it's it's two people sharing in something, and, and in this case, it is it's a relationship, it's a mm-hmm. it's a hope, right? And specifically, it's the spirit that binds us together mm-hmm. in peace. And and that peace, right? Not the peace sign that that you know people would throw up in the '70s, right? But a, a peace within our hearts and within our souls and with yeah. one another and, and knowing that and we've got we've got the Christ, we've got the Messiah. Yeah. And, and the important part is there is only one spirit yes. and only one body. Exactly. And so if you're saying, okay, well, I'm a Christian, he's a Christian, I just can't stand that guy, but we're going to try to make it through this together. I also encourage you to take a step back because – if the same spirit is indwelling you that is indwelling your brother and you're supposed to be a part of the same body that your brother is and yet you still find yourself saying, I can't stand that guy, yeah. there's still more work to be done. There's still more, um, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but more, more work to be done. It seems well, like I, a I good think, summary to that. Yeah, I think, I think what happens there is we've got, I mean, I've struggled with this, right? I mean, there's there are definitely people that I don't like. Right? Oh yeah, I think we all have people we don't like. Personalities clashing, yeah. yeah. And and I don't think that anybody should know that I don't like them, right? Like I yeah. think that's if somebody knows that I don't like them, then I've kind of messed up. Yeah. Right. 
So there, there has to be a, a growing individually of ourselves. And, and there are going to be people that I just don't get along with. And there's going to be people that don't get along with me. Well, yeah. And, and that's what I was about to say is I think it's important to also phrase it that, you know, you may have different personalities or you may not get along with or see eye to eye in things throughout life. Yeah. You can't versus, cause division because of that. Yeah. You can't cause division and, and that's, I think that's different than saying like, you know, I, I don't like that person, which I know what you mean when you say that, yeah. but just to, for our listeners, like it, it's not that there is any lack of love. No. It's not that there's any, any lack of genuine yeah. agape love. I would still do anything that I could for them to help. Them, yes. Right? Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of, I'm not going to go like, if we're just hanging, like, I'm not going to just going to hang out with them. Yeah. Right? Like there's other people that I will hang out with. Yeah. That's okay. That's, yeah. Well, and that's what happens when there are. That's part of being are... a family too, right? Like, yes. You've, yes. You've got, you've got some people that love their crazy fun uncle, but man, their aunt is so mean and they don't want to hang around. Yeah. I mean, they don't love them. It yeah. I mean, they're not going to help them, but there's someone that they like more. Right. And that's yeah. just, that's just part that's of That's part of being a family. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. I mean, Jesus himself had his, had his inner circle, yeah. right? The, or even within the inner circle, the one whom he loved. Yeah. Right. Know? So, I mean. I just, I don't know, you know, and, and to that point, right? God Himself, God the Father, is not a respecter of persons in the sense that He's not going to show favorites, yeah, because He's God, yeah, right? Jesus came down in human form, yeah. right? Lived among us, He was fully God and fully human, right? Yeah. But God loves us, each and every one of us, equally, and because we have been loved by God, mm-hmm. we need to love, yeah. Everybody that has ever lived on the face of this planet is worth the son of God. Yeah. That's their worth. And sometimes we treat one another as if we're trash. And it's just kind of scary to think about, you know, that, that we don't treat one another the way that we should. Um, but uh, but all of that ties back to well, the spirit, right? And that yeah. bond of peace and the unity that we have in the one spirit and the one body. Yeah, and th- that's what I was about to bring it back to is is part of being one is um, not only treating other other people the way that we should, but honestly, it it's it's bigger than that. Like I'm talking worldwide here. Yeah, I mean there are there are members of the body of Christ all over the world. Yeah, and how often do we just get so in our little circle? Yeah, like. Here, a little bubble. Yeah, here in our, our little bubble. I mean... The, the crazy... So just talking about that, sorry to cut you off. No, go for it. The crazy thing that I think of when we, we think about the world, right? The church being worldwide is that every minute of the day on Sunday, mm-hmm. someone is singing a praise to God. Yeah. Someone is praying to God. Someone is talking about God. Yeah. Someone is crying. Someone is consoling them. Someone's laughing. And someone's rejoicing with them. The church comes together on Sunday. The families at work. Yeah. 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 And that's something that should be true every day. Yeah. Every single day, we should be able as a church, and I mean the church, to say that there is a song being sung every minute of every day. There's a prayer being said every minute of every day. Well, just knowing my dad with the song part, I guarantee (laughs) you that one's being accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But but you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. We know for sure on Sunday it happens. Yeah. Because that's when all the saints gather to worship. Yeah. And I don't know if it happens every other day. I hope it does. Yeah. But yeah, the Monday through Saturday, it is part of being of the one body and one one spirit that 
you know, we're, we're encouraging each other on a daily basis. Yeah. We are, you know, how, how would you like it if your physical body, um, decided to take a break six days out of the week? <laughs> be rough. It would be really rough. I mean, being in a coma for six sevenths of your life. Yeah. That would be awful. That's what happens though. When, yeah. when people decide to take Monday through Saturday off, yeah. it's like they're trying to put the body of Christ into a coma. Yeah. And, um, and that's not what, what unity is. So, um, I've got one more that I want to turn to. Um, it is in Ephesians chapter five. And this one is, is really cool. Um, cause we've talked about, um, we have unity of the spirit when the spirit's in us. We talked about the power that um, is is active when the spirit is is within us. The, the, well, whether or not the spirit's in us or not, he's got the power. But but when he is in us, then um, then it's it's incredible what can be accomplished. Um, but here, I want to talk about uh, getting high on the spirit, <laughs> which I know is kind of a funny way to phrase it. But is I want that, is that what our title is going to be? Getting high on the spirit. Um, that would be pretty good clickbait. It, it might would, be. I don't know it yet. Would be clickbait. Um, I want y'all to read with me in verses, um, verse uh, Ephesians chapter five, verse starting to verse fifteen. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. I want to, and, and I'm probably going to botch some of the definitions of the Greek words in this <laughs> passage, but um, in the little bit of study that I've done, um, what appears to be Paul's point here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, when he says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirit. And then he t- goes on to tell you how to be filled with the spirit. It is almost like he is telling them, not almost, he is telling them, don't get your your high, your sense of euphoria from a strong drink, from alcohol, from, he says here, wine. Don't, yeah. don't get that high on, on alcohol because that is debauchery. But get your high, or as he says, be filled with the Spirit. You, have you ever been in worship or at a, a youth rally with a bunch of teens filling the auditorium, and you are praising the Lord together? Y'all are singing at the top of your lungs, and you know you just you get that sense of euphoria. It's like it's just you know you feel like you are on top of the world. Just can't help but smile. You can't help but smile, and it's just like. The best feeling in the world, not because it sounds the best. I mean, we have some talented singers throughout the church, but when we get together with a thousand teens praising God, it's a beautiful sound, but it's not near as good as some of the professional singers that sing, you know, throughout the world and put out records professionally. I mean, that is, that is very good singers. What we do singing acapella to God, it's, good, but not the best. So that is clearly not what gives you the sense of 
yeah. euphoria. What gives you the sense of euphoria is being filled with the Spirit, that you are there with your brothers and sisters whom you have unity with, whom are bearing the f- fruits of the Spirit, and all together praising God. Yeah. And then the Spirit of God fills every single one of you, and you, you, you are... <laughs> I don't even know how to put it into words. Yeah. You're you're feeling that euphoric feeling. Yeah. Um, so the and Paul says, don't get that from man-made stuff like alcohol. Get that from the spirit. Yeah. So so the so I did just take a Greek class. So I know yes. some Greek now. Yeah. Um, you're a Greek professional now. That's inaccurate. But <laughs> uh, you know the idea of getting drunk with wine, right? Is is very much the exact same as we would say today, mm-hmm. right? Getting drunk with wine now. One of the things that does need to be stated is that getting drunk with wine back then took a considerable amount of wine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Consider- like today, you could probably, I don't know. You'd have to be drinking all day. Depending on basically. your body weight, depending on whatever, right? Like you could probably get drunk within an hour today with wine because yeah. the alcohol content is very, very concentrated yeah. compared to what it was. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to be filling yourself with wine in yeah. order to get drunk with wine. I mean, it's a constant. You're just yep. downing it. But the word that it uses for be filled with the Spirit is plero, and it really just means to fill up, to completely fill, to overflow, essentially, mm-hmm. to abound. Um, it is completely full, right? So you think of the cup, a glass, right? Oh, yeah. pulled something, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you, f- you fill up a glass, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you fill it to the point where it cannot take any more. Right up to the brim, yeah. Right up to the brim. And so yeah. that's Paul there again, like you're saying, right? He's saying fill up your life to the brim with the Spirit. Yeah. Right? There's nothing else that is going to supply you with that, right? There's nothing else that's going to give you that that feeling, yeah. right? Because you get drunk in order to forget. You get drunk in order to do X, Y, Z. You get well, drunk because it feels good. It's really interesting when you look at that and um, dig into that because there's different stages of drunkenness. You know, there's yeah. – um, you know, at the very tail end, when you think of a drunk person and as Hollywood portrays it, um, it's like, like you know, Otis in the Andy Griffith show. He can barely stand up, you know. Um, but within all of these different stages, um, one of them is euphoria where there is no pain. There is nothing wrong. Just everything is great. You can't stop by smiling. You feel invincible. You feel invincible. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about when Paul says, don't get drunk with wine. Don't get that that no pain, invincible, happy feeling from, from alcohol, but get it from the spirit because the spirit provides all of the good with none of the bad. So, um, and you do that by addressing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody, um, to the Lord with your heart. It's, um, and also giving thanks always for everything to, to, uh, God, the father in the name of the Lord Jesus and submitting to one another, out of reverence for Christ. And this is where I'll try to bring things full circle. Um, Part of getting high on the spirit is not only singing with your brothers and sisters, as I talked about a minute ago, but it's also giving thanks. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, I think everyone can relate to that when you truly do have a heart of of thankfulness. You are able to take a step back out of the world and realize the blessings and and give thanks for those. Mm -hmm. But also... In submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, not submitting to one another because you want to look like you're the most humble, not submitting to one another because 
like, yeah, I know I'm, I need to make this person feel better. So I'm going to submit to them, you know, kind of boost them up a little bit. Yeah. It's not for any other reason other than out of reverence for Christ, because I, I love Jesus Christ and, and he submitted. So too, I'm going to submit. Um, but what Paul is saying is when we do that, we're going to, we're going to be filled with the spirit. Mm -hmm. When we do that, we're going to get that euphoric feeling from from submitting to one another because that's when the spirit is working the strongest in our lives and that's what really blows my mind about unity in the spirit yeah is because it seems like we can talk about it all day long and until i'm blue in the face and and yet it's still a struggle to try to to unify people to try to 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 get people to understand that there is one body and yet i'm like come on if you y'all would just realize that that when you do truly submit to one another not for any fake reason but out of reverence for christ it truly does change your perception about all of that because you feel the spirit working in you just as you do when you're singing praises and addressing one another in psalms and spiritual songs yeah i think I think part of the issue with people really understanding this concept is people are so comfortable where they're at. Mm, yeah. And in order to really have the spirit affect you, you got to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to go out of your comfort zone. And That's you gotta, the truth. You got to trust God and not ourselves. And yeah. I had a, had a conversation with a, a young man uh, a couple days ago and, um, He's looking for all these signs, all these things that are going to lead him to, to Jesus and, and, and make him know that it's real mm-hmm. and, and that it's right. And uh, He's looking for an emotional uh, and, and intuitive connection of, of some sort. And, you know, in talking with him, he, he at one point mentioned, you know, because I asked him, I said, how are you going to know like when, when you have that, right? Like you're... Are you going to have to go through just some awful experience? And if you go through that awful experience, are you going to be able to come out on the other side, on the right side of it? Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, well, I have faith in myself that I'll be able to do that. Hmm. And I think that is so many people's downfall. Faith in yourself. It's faith in myself. Wow. As opposed to faith in God. And I, You know what's interesting is that this – kid i'm assuming he's outside the church he's uh he's not a member of the church um he's freely willing to admit that well i have faith in myself yeah i don't think that there's people in the church who are able to say that because they know they shouldn't have faith in themselves yeah because they are in the church and yet still do have faith in themselves Well, I think the reality is, and this this goes back to a point I made earlier, right, is that we have to do something. Yeah. There has to be a level of confidence in ourselves. Yeah. But that confidence has to come through Christ. Oh, that yeah. That confidence and that faith has to come in Christ. Yeah. Well, it's like that song, I've got confidence, my Lord's going to yeah. see me through. I would sing with you, but I have a feeling right now I'm too low for even bass. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, we've got... 
we've got to have confidence, confidence comes from Christ, in ourselves, though. but it can't come from us. Yeah. It can't come from the things we've done. It yeah. has to come from the Lord. It has to come from the fact that we know Jesus is crucified and we know just we've like, got the victory. Yeah, just like any power that we have comes from the Spirit, yeah. just like we can make it through anything in this life and, and be content in all things because yeah. of Christ, Philippians 4.13. Yeah. Um, you know, I can make it through the goods and the bads because of Christ. I can um, accomplish more than I can even imagine because of the spirit, yeah. um, everything, it's just, it all reflects back to God. It does. And the sooner we realize that, whether it's our, our faith, our confidence, our contentment, our unity, um, the sooner we realize that, then the sooner then we can, you know, bring more people to Christ. Because that's true. How much easier is it to tell somebody about something that you know and experience versus something that you read about? Oh, Yeah. I mean, if you go to a Cowboys game, right, and they win and they just blow somebody out, mm. it's a whole lot easier to talk about that than it is to talk about a game that you Amen, heard about. Brother. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Sorry, I, I started daydreaming there when you're talking about the Cowboys blowing somebody out. Yeah. I well, was like, it yeah. didn't It didn't happen last week, but maybe this week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's a lot easier to talk about, as oh, you're yeah. saying, something that you've experienced and something that you saw firsthand, right, which is... I think in part where the faith, the the apostles and the first century Christians comes from, they saw Jesus. Yeah. How can we not speak about what we've seen and heard? But we're called to have that same faith. Yeah. The resurrection is the same for them as it is for us. But see, the spirit's the same as it is. Exactly. Well, I mean, not miraculously the same, but but we have the same same spirit. spirit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's all that I've got. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. And um, thank yeah. you for, for talking with me on that. I I was excited to hear, yeah. I guess, last week what you had to say, and we just didn't have time to do it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- this is one of the topics that puts a smile on my face, and so yeah. I can't not talk about it. You yeah. know, I can't um, – if we're talking about the Spirit and – How can I not and, speak? And you take too long on your topic, then we're just going to talk about it next week. So. <laughs> that's how it goes. So that's what we did. Now, I hope I didn't take too long. I really don't know how long we've been going. But. No, that's not too bad. So – well, uh, if you are still listening, we just want to thank you and uh, let you know we appreciate you. If you could listen just a little bit longer and hear how you can help us, we would really, really greatly appreciate that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you